0: Good morning. It's good to see everybody and to be seen uh, here and online too. Today I want to talk about something that I love. And I also want to talk about something that I hate. Now the thing that I love, I love more than I can put into words. And the thing that I hate, I viscerally hate. I hate it more than I can put into words. The thing that I love so much is talking about generosity. And the reason I love talking about generosity so much is because I was not always a very generous person. As a matter of fact, in my first adulting years, decade we'll call it, you can talk to anybody who knew me, I was a penny-pinching tightwad they didn't like to give to anybody. The firefighter fund would call my house, I'd hang up in their face, bothering me with these phone calls, always asking for stuff. What I'm telling you, though, is uh, God did such an incredible work in my heart in transforming my understanding of God's heart, his generosity, his incredible love toward me and the blessings in my family, that it's changed me completely. And so I love talking about generosity. But what I hate is the way it is so often talked about in church, especially when it comes to these two words that I want to talk about today, sowing and reaping. Very much a biblical concept, very much a principle throughout all scriptures, all of God's word. But I've heard it Mistaught, falsely, abusively, so often it just makes me sick. And maybe you've seen, you've maybe been surfing the channels sometimes and you'll see a TV preacher. I'm not going to name any names. <laughs> got the slick hair. Got the nice, expensive suit. I'm talking about, well, if you just... Sow this seed, right? If you just sow a seed of $1,000 today, well, God's going to send you $10,000 next week. And it makes me want to vomit. It does. It is so manipulating. And for a person to stand up, to, to pretend, to speak for God, and to manipulate people who maybe are struggling just to pay for their medications their food oh oh i I should do this and god's going to double and triple all this money and come back to me that's not biblical That's false teaching and i condemn it a hundred percent in the strongest words possible it is dangerous and yet oh i forgot by the way these are uh, these are also awesome TV. These are their private planes. They got pictures with their private planes. I thought that was really cool. So, anyway, so you don't have to bring in candy. But if anybody wants to donate a jet to the church, well, <laughs> no. Uh, listen, it's 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 horrible. But here's the thing. We read some of them today. We're going to read even more. There's all these verses in the Bible that reference sowing and reaping. And so, what I want to do with you for the next few minutes is to talk to you about sowing and reaping with integrity and without manipulation. Does that sound good? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, here's the big idea. If you're taking notes, write this down. Sowing and reaping. What you keep is all you have. What you give, God multiplies. It's a pretty simple concept. And and it makes sense. And again, it applies throughout all of nature. Not just throughout the Bible. This is all of nature. It's very simple. So if you would repeat after me. What I keep is all I have. What I give, God multiplies. Good. Now Jesus says these words. It's recorded in Luke chapter 6. Jesus speaking, he says, give, and it will be given to you. We think, well, that kind of makes sense. I kind of get that, right? If you give, it'll be given to you. What I keep is all I have, but what I give, God will multiply. But then the verse goes on, and maybe we need a little context. So give, and it will be given to you. A good measure pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Now, what what does all that mean? Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, pouring over? I don't get that. Well, I did some research for you this week, so I'm ready to share what I learned. Jesus was speaking originally to an agrarian society. These are people who lived off the land. Many of the people lived by the, the fruits of the soil, So, these people, when they heard Jesus, they would have understood right away. Because when it was time for the wheat harvest, the landowner would hire day laborers who would need more help to gather in all the wheat. And so, these day laborers were given the baskets. And as the wheat was harvested, pulled, chucked, I don't know what you do with wheat. They would take the baskets, they would lug these baskets across these huge fields you know, to where the wheat was going to be stored. Now these day laborers were smart people just like us. They, they were smart. So they would take their basket and they would fill it about half full. Maybe, maybe three quarters full because it's heavy. And they're lugging this thing all day long across these huge fields. But at the end of the day, a generous landowner would pay these laborers in wheat. And he would come out and he would say, Okay, the sun's going down, it's getting dark, we're wrapping up. Okay, everybody, hey, listen, guys. This last basket of wheat is yours to take home. Now, how do you think they filled up the last basket? Right? The same way I fill a cup when I go get a Slurpee at the convenience store, right? That's what they did. Everybody loves Slurpees, right? Maybe it's been a while, right? But they're good. Well, you know what they do, right? It's That formula, it's all filled with air, right? It's all these air pockets in this slushy thing. And so what do you do? You fill it up to the top, and then you what? You press it down, you shake it, you get all the air out, right? So it goes down, and then you fill it back up to the top, Daniel probably knows this trick. See, if you're really good, you get the lid that has the dome on with a little hole in the top. You jam that thing up there, and you turn it on, and you fill it all the way up until it's overflowing. It looks like a volcano underneath the, the Slurpee machine at 7-Eleven. And then you stick a little straw in, you, you enjoy a little bit of it, and you look, you notice the cashier's not looking your way, so you top it back off, you know, a little refill before you take it. Come on, I'm not alone, right? Because everybody knows. Right? A good Slurpee is one that is filled to good measure. It's pressed down, it's shaken, and running over. And that's how these day laborers would fill their last wheat basket, right? Shake that down, press that in there, get as much wheat as possible. And This is what Jesus is saying that God does for us when we give generously to other people. God pours this blessing into our laps. What you keep, that's all you're ever going to have. But when you give it, God multiplies it amazingly. Now again, the bad teaching, the false teaching, uh, where this runs into trouble is what we call the prosperity gospel. If you've been in the church world, you've heard this, or maybe even not. Maybe if you've watched... Uh, news exposes like 60 Minutes or inside they look at some of these TV preachers and they talk about the prosperity gospel and the prosperity gospel is a false teaching and it basically says that if you give, you sow your seed, you know, call it a thousand dollars and if you have enough faith see that's their loophole, see when you don't get, well you just didn't have enough faith, but anyway you give and if you have enough faith then we're all going to have Rolex watches. We're all going to be driving Rolls Royces. God has to give us ten times, hundred times what we give. It's not what it says. It's not biblical. It's not true. It's manipulating, and it's very, very dangerous. So how do we, how do we know the difference? How do, we, how do we read these verses about sowing and reaping and God multiplying in, in, in the right spirit, the way God intended it? I've been researching this week. I got a test for us to take. We can always just kind of check if we're listening to the radio or maybe we're just reading and thinking about it. Uh, Here you go. If you hear the words, What I give, God multiplies, and you start thinking, I need to give away a car so that I can get 10 cars. That's prosperity gospel. That is a false teaching. It's not true. The biggest difference is because it's all about you. But, and if you're starting to get this, you're paying attention today, if you hear the words, what I give, God multiplies, and you start thinking, well, I will never run out of things to give to other people. Now you got it. When you're so thankful for, again, God's generous heart for sending his son to die for your selfish ways, to rise from the dead so you'll have eternal life with him, with your loved ones. It's going to be amazing. When you see yourself as a conduit, right, from God's throne to your family, from God's throne to your neighbor's, you will never run out of things to give and to share and to bless other people with. The prosperity gospel thinks that it's, it's all about me. It's all about me. The only reason I would ever give is so I'll get something back. No, God's word says it's all for you to bless and share and give away. And it's that whole just backwards perception of life. The, the way the world sees it, it's all about taking care of number one, me, myself, and I. i got to get mine before you get yours. Versus the person who follows Jesus, who realizes the blessings that we have in this life, the peace that we have, knowing all our sins are forgiven, that heaven awaits us on the other side of death. What amazing peace. And that we really do have this eternal bliss this joyful home in heaven waiting for us, then you kind of start to thinking, well, what how important are these 80 years? What does this world mean to me? More stuff, yes. Enjoy things. Hey, get a big TV, get a nice car, whatever. Right? But it's not all about that. When you realize God's already taken care of your eternal life. So if you're thinking, What I give, God multiplies, and so I can get more and get something out of it. No, that's no, (laughs) it's backwards. You're thinking I can give and God will multiply it in other people's lives, God will multiply it in ministries and missions. Yeah, now God can use me. So, some principles for sowing and reaping two things, super simple. Maybe too simple, maybe we overlook them too much. First principle, if you're taking notes, you can write it down. You reap what you sow. And we glance over this, it's so simple, but this is so fundamental. You reap what you sow. And again, this applies throughout all nature. right? If I plant an apple seed, I'm not gonna get a stalk of corn. right? you're gonna get an apple tree. So basic, but think about it in your daily life. If you smile at someone, they're more likely to smile back at you. If you offer forgiveness, they're more likely to forgive you. If you treat your wife with love and respect, she'll treat you with love and respect. You reap what you sow. Paul says in Galatians 6, do not be deceived, God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. And he goes on in uh, chapter 6 to talk about how people who uh, sow unrighteousness, people who do wicked things, they reap a wicked response to the things that they do. Okay, first principle, you sow, uh, sorry, you reap What you sow. The second principle for sowing and reaping is you reap more than you sow. Say what? You not only reap what you sow, you reap more than you sow. And so Jesus, from the gospel this morning, and everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or fields for my sake, will receive a hundred times as much and will inherit eternal life. What is Jesus saying? Simply this. If you lay down your life for Jesus, you will reap more than what you sowed. if you surrender your whole life to God's will, you let him direct everything, your thoughts, your actions, your relationships, your job, how you spend money, yes, everything, you will reap more than what you've sown, more than even your own life in this world, right? Eternal life, wow. That's exciting. Now just think about the ministries that this family here of faith has sown into where we've invested time and resources like talent and staff and volunteers and money. Think about our preschool building right over there. 25 years ago, 25 years ago, our founding members had this incredible vision to build a preschool building in the middle of this desert. Do you know what what Scottsdale Road looked like 25 years ago? How many houses were around here? Because of what they sowed, we, the kingdom, have reaped hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds hundreds, over 20 years of classes of preschool children who have heard the gospel. And then multiply that times the parents and the grandparents and the friends that they've impacted over the last 20 years. We've got a former preschool student who's now working at the preschool. How cool is that? Is that amazing? And that's the cool thing is that the prosperity gospel is, right, it's all about, you know, you give so you can get. That's the motivation. But it's also you see it, right? I want to see the proof. I want to see it right here and now. I want the instant gratification of, of, of the gift and, and the reward. So how it works in God's kingdom. God's got this huge timeline. He's got this big universe that he's running. And we give a time and we give talent and we give treasure. And sometimes we see the, reap, we, the, the, the harvest. And sometimes it's years later, decades later. I had a, a good friend in my church in Chattanooga, about 5 or 10 years older than me. Very successful uh, entrepreneur. And uh, he, went to Lutheran, he went to our Lutheran school. Grew up in our Lutheran school. Uh, high school after high school, uh, his father died tragically, unexpectedly. And he just rebelled against everything. Church, God, went wild, everything. Uh, by the time I met him, he'd come back. To faith, he'd come back to church, to our very ch- same church, and was very active, is still very active, very involved, loving and serving neighbors uh, through our church. And his testimony is if it hadn't been for that Lutheran school, I never would have come back to church. Because I had that deep foundation that absolutely pulled me back when I got lost in the world. Now, those teachers, many are, have passed away, that he had when he... Do you see what I'm saying? The, the, the reaping, the harvest, that just goes on and ripples out. So far, we can't even see it. But I'm telling you, God says he multiplies it. He promises, and it does. It happens. Sometimes we get to see it. Sometimes it's, we get to see it later. That's one of the things, I'm telling you, I'm most excited about getting to heaven and seeing people that come up and be. oh, I saw this online, or your church did this for me, and I was like... Wow, I had no idea. I had no idea we had touched somebody or made an effect or hit parts of the world. Or t- it's incredible because God is so amazing. He's actively, constantly dynamic, moving through each and every one of us, moving through the things we do, things we give. Preschool. Uh, you know, just this last year, uh, our congregation, uh, during the hard economic times of 2020, uh, God had blessed our church and preschool ministry here financially and so we were able to give gifts to other ministries so in education we gave gifts to north valley christian academy the lutheran school preschool through high school i think it's i think it's the only one in the state from preschool to high school uh, lutheran school Uh, valley lutheran high school we donated money to them we donated money to the garuna uh, foundation schools they build schools in southeast asia cambodia lutheran schools it's just incredible, and, and, and again, we can't imagine what that's going to reap, that harvest that God is going to multiply with these seeds that we plant in faith. Another ministry that we do, and I'm not going to go through all of them, this will be the last one, but um, another ministry that we do is the Veterans Outreach Center in downtown Phoenix. We collect, we make, take donations all year long, uh, little things, food, coats in the winter, we did like, laptops, we've donated, all kinds of things. So the Veteran Outreach Center, they take uh, homeless veterans in and they give them sustenance, food that we donate, uh, job training, interview training. Uh, Let me say that again. These are homeless veterans. These are people who served honorably in our military. They're homeless. And God uses these little gifts that we give. It's just a little bit, but he multiplies it To show these men and women that people care about them. That they're not forgotten. We want the best for them. We want them to be safe. We want them to be healthy. We want them to succeed in life. Whatever uh, God puts on their heart to do for a living. God God is reaping this incredible harvest. And the same thing this last year. Again, financially. We have been tremendously blessed through all of this turmoil. And we've been able to support places like the uh, Groundwork Guatemala. Group that uh, shares the gospel on the ground in Guatemala every single year. Great relationships with the local churches there in Guatemala. Um, what was it? Oh, the wells that we built in the Navajo Nation. Uh, that was maybe more recently when we talked about uh, how we did that. That blew my mind. There are two or three million people in America that don't have running water. I mean, this is 2021. What? I can't even imagine. Uh, anyway, God reaping a harvest from, again, just little seeds that we plant. It ain't all about us, right? It's all about them. And for those of you who are members of this congregation, you call this church your, your church home, wherever you are, uh, I want you to know that every dollar that you give here, God reaps a harvest. To share the gospel, to offer word and sacrament ministry for his people here in this place, and now even across the city, the state, across the country, and we're starting to break into even other countries. I've got emails from people from England, from uh, Malaysia. Um, it, it, it's incredible. It's really incredible. Uh, your gifts here. Uh, Strengthen people's faith of the deeper study of the Scripture. These great Bible studies and devotions that Pastor Jeremy does. Uh, Look for those online if you haven't seen them. They're they're such a blessing to me, too. Uh, Relationships, right? Growing together in faith toward God and love towards one another. What I keep, that's all I have. But what I give, God multiplies for his kingdom, do not, maybe I'm overdoing this, but, but do not hear some kind of name it and claim it prosperity gospel. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what we're about. Okay, what we are about saying is, God, thank you for everything that I have. And use my life, use everything that I have, however it suits you to multiply your blessings to further your kingdom here on earth. Amen. Amen. Let me pray with you. The band comes up for our final song. Heavenly Father, you are the giver of all good things. Uh, From your open and gracious hands pour out more blessings than we can even count. And our hearts are just overflowed with joy and cheerfulness as you ask us to to mimic you in generosity in sharing our time and talent and treasure with, with the people around us, taking care of our family, of course, taking care of our neighbors, our church, our, our community, out all the way uh, impacting the whole world, even from right here in Arizona. It's amazing, God. Pray you continue to use us and strengthen us and, and do even more than we could ever imagine as we are faithful, as faithful with all the blessings you give to us. Uh, Pray for everyone this week. God bless them. God keep them safe and in good health. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.